0: Oh, how's it going? There you are. Welcome back to Deep Meaningfuls of Furzy. That's me. I'm Furzy. This is the first episode of season two. I know it's been a little while between podcasts. Great to be back. Uh, I hope you're doing really well. So the world's changed since last time. Uh, I mean, we're all aware of that. Things are very, very different and um, we're fumbling our way through them. But a couple of things that haven't changed is the fact that there are three things I love. Riling up other people's dogs a well-timed high-five, and a good deep chat. Now, I don't currently run any ads on the show because, let's face it, they're pretty annoying. But if you would like to support the podcast, there are a few ways you can do that. You can leave me a review on the iTunes store or anywhere that you listen to your podcast. You can hit me up on Instagram at TheMarkFurs. Send me a comment. Send me a message. I love to hear from you. You can share the podcast with your mates, with your enemies, with strangers. But the thing that actually helps me most is if you just support my music. I have some music out there under my own name. And I also have a band called Stone Love. Uh, You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, all the places you hear music. But look, between you and me, the place that helps me the most is Bandcamp. Uh, you can download the songs. There's going to be merch on there as well, uh, and pretty much any money that you spend, almost all of it goes directly to the artist. So if you want to do that, Bandcamp is the place. StoneLove.Bandcamp.com. But the most important thing is you just enjoy the music, share it with your friends. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Share that with your friends, and you know, just spread the love. That's basically what it's all about, as the Buddha once said: Do stuff, be nice, have fun. All right, enough of that admin crap. I recently had the privilege of being on a TV show here in Australia called The Voice. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a singing show and it was a lot of fun. i got to say, it was one of the best experiences of my life. I had a wonderful time. I managed to get to the top eight. Can you believe it? But I think the two best things about that show were, firstly, the opportunity to connect with you and, secondly, the chance to make friends with some really beautiful people. I am currently bringing a podcast to you with someone who made it to the top four. Her name is Stella Perry, and she's an incredible singer, probably got a cauldron at home. I know for a fact that her preferred method of transport is to ride a broomstick, and we had an excellent chat today. I mean, look, who doesn't want to hear a pair of very creative people Who are experts on pretty much none of the topics we're talking about, just getting deep on some real important stuff. Who doesn't want to hear that? I mean, we covered the big issues. So have a listen to me and good old Stezzy Pezzy have a chat. She's one of the people that I really bonded with during my time on the show. She's a very open person. She's very kind. She's very real. She's very honest. She's very funny. And it's a real pleasure to call her one of my friends. I hope you enjoy the conversation that we had.
1: I on purpose didn't wear earrings, by the way.
0: Just okay, well, you've got one. Second. You've got a paperclip.
1: It's a safety pin.
0: A safety pin. Sorry, sorry. What's a paper? A paperclip's much smaller. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. That's that would be for someone that's more into stationery.
0: <laughs> well, this is for people who are, who are into, into sewing. nappies. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, well, we've started. It's begun.
1: Oh, oh, fuck, I didn't see that red dot now. Oh, no swearing?
0: Yeah. You can swear as all, 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 all you like, you know. We're all grown-ups. Well, so you, you know what, if you were going to
1: – that would be on you for asking me on a podcast, to be honest. Like you don't what? ask Daz Pezzo to be on a bloody podo and, and,
0: and not and have no her swearing. drop the
1: F-bomb.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah,
0: I, I had a conversation with, with Lolly the other day about swearing and I was like, babe, I think I'm going to try and cut back on my, on my swearing. I think I, need to, I think I need to change my language a bit because mm. it's currently fucked.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> but I'm working on it and, and then I forget about it. So Same. It's hard. It's difficult. It's much more difficult than it seems.
1: And it's funny when you're around, um, for me, it's older people. I notice how much more I swear because it's like I have some weird reaction after it's come out of my mouth and I'm like, oh, that was naughty actually. Like I, I could have yes. easily have said that same sentence without saying fuck. You know yes. it's just it just happens so much.
0: But it can be a very useful tool to kind of break the ice, especially with people of a very different generation. You know, you you say something naughty or whatever it is and then and then we're off and going. You know, people have a little laugh and they're like, Oh, oh, it's all okay and it can be quite useful.
1: It's very Van Wilder of you and it's true. I watched that the other night and I was like, mm. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Just well, social was, tools to break in. Uh,
0: yeah, I noticed you actually do that. I do it as well, but you seem to do it even more than me. You're great at it. When you, you, you know, when like, because we're, there was one time when we were hanging out with some people's parents from the show, and um, Tim's, and you, yeah, Tim's folks, and they're they're wonderful. They're great, mm. but you know, they're just people's parents. So you you kind of know how <laughs> how how like do we are we peers? I mean, I feel like we just act like peers, and I and yeah, I like to so. to treat everyone as if we're equal. Um, and I've noticed you do the same thing, and it's really great because you can hear other people going like, "Oh my God, did you just, did you just yeah. talk about a period to Tim's parents? You know, or something like that? That oh, you can't talk about anything like that. You can't Slow say jump. the f word. Like, you yeah. get it.
1: You get it, yeah. Mum.
0: You've done it. You know. <laughs> yeah.
1: I can tell by your <laughs> neck,
0: <laughs> really deep throated a cock too. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's it. Statements like that, real icebreakers. You know. Yeah. 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 She. Like, we like,
1: actually bonded quite yeah. quite strongly. I feel.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go some... so
1: far as to say I'm the unofficial adopted daughter that Tim doesn't yeah. know about yet.
0: Yeah, he'll find out. He'll find out one day. Um, so how are you? Where Where are you? Get, fill Fill us in on what's going on. You're kind of stuck in a in a cell almost.
2: Well, yeah, I
1: am. I'm in government appointed a government upon- appointed motel, which is in Devonport, which is the top of Tassie. I took the spirit over. And I'm, the, I'm on the day before I get released. <laughs> so you're here for 14 days. And, but really, I feel like I've lost time or like it's like you've got a phone and a calendar in there, but you get really confused. And you're like, wait, what day did I come in? Because every day just starts to feel it's just crazy. Like we're in this room for 23 hours of the day. We're allowed to go out twice a day for half an hour each time. That are scheduled times so my time that I get to go out today is um well I already went for my morning one but 3 30 is my next time to shine <laughs> so what
0: it's it's so it's, it sounds awfully like prison actually
1: it's, it's a lot like prison and but um, the only difference I guess it's more like solitary confinement in prison to be honest and i am been yeah, yeah. A prison for the worst yeah I went for a prison guard job once and I was I walked through the, like, the chill area of the prison and everyone's just hanging out in a big common area and you know like they have phones and tvs and I was just like this is a place is like it's free rent
0: yes people do that like you hear about people yeah, who've have got have, a horrible life and they go you yep. know what I can't I, I'd rather be in prison where I'm they're more I'm comfortable there yep.
1: yeah Yep. it's actually pretty sad that people have an existence that prisoners preferred but I guess even socially if like you're getting along with people there and almost like
0: like-minded people
1: same interests yes. you know you like to murder yes. I like to murder <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah exactly you know bonding <laughs> over common interest how many have you done you
1: know oh yeah. well I didn't get I didn't I got caught just before I was gonna kill my fifth so <laughs> yeah. you got me you yeah. got me unless you I get me. out <laughs> then I'll catch up
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, but all—I all, mean, jokes aside, this it kind of does make sense because a lot of people that are in those positions have a a history of trauma, no matter how bad or not bad their crimes have been. So it actually mm-hmm. does make sense that these they may you know if they were if they had a different upbringing and a different life, void of said trauma, perhaps they wouldn't be there. I mean, I firmly believe that they wouldn't be there. So it is interesting to have those almost. Obviously there are people that are really fucked up and mm-hmm. belong there, but then I think there are a lot of people who never were really given a chance and it kind nurture of Nurture like, versus nature
1: sort of theory. Do you think that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I, I I believe that that we I'm interested to hear what you think about this. I I believe that we are far more driven into who we become by nurture than nature. I believe there's about twenty to thirty percent of who we are is just inherent. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it, I think, is up to what happens to us in our lives.
1: I agree. Really I'm reckon. not a professional in this field, but I. Oh, have, no, I am. I'm like everyone. have studied, else. yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. a criminologist by trade. Yeah. Being a bricky, being a criminologist, uh, what else have yeah. done? Dabbled in hairdressing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: sang some songs. I got it all down. Yeah.
1: Honestly, yeah. I don't know what my next phase will be. Yoga teacher. Lolly.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, no, I think because I've watched so much of this because I am really intrigued of the mind of a criminal to to a severe degree, um, people that are, you know, rapists or murderers. Um, and I think that more often than not when you go back into their history and their background, it really does look like the case of um, they they had severe trauma or they were abused or their, their parents even, you know, before they were even born maybe had something inside of them where they were raised in a horrible way. Obviously, you know, mm. that whole thing, that, that sort of cycle of abuse. And then every now and then you get someone that's just freakishly got really great parents, loving childhood, super yes. normal suburban family, and they just have, like, the thirst for it. And um, yeah, and they're so, the ones that are most interesting wrong. to me, to be honest. I'm just like, it, and it is. It's a, it must be yeah. a chemical imbalance or
0: you know. Well, I th- and I and I agree entirely. There's something fascinating, as, as horrible as those people are. There's something fascinating about them and, and how their mm. psyches work. But I mm-hmm. think that we've kind of glorified those people and made it seem like they're far more common than they really are. Like I, from, it seems as though from watching some, you know, criminal psychology yep. documentaries and that kind of stuff, that like a vast majority of these people have been through traumatic. Experiences almost almost all of them, and then there's the odd ones that are just there's something wrong, Mm -hmm. and it's it's almost like a bit of an anomaly. But but I think that you know what was oh did you see surviving R Kelly that doco series? No, so it's it's quite interesting. He did obviously. I mean, you probably heard all the awful things he's done. Like basically, is he a bit of a sex pest? yeah oh yeah like taking these girls as well using his status and and taking these girls who are underage and kind of having them live all together in a house and but separately in almost in solitary confinement in in separate rooms and having sex oh my god and kind of convincing them that they want to be there oh yeah it's a it's a real it's a real mess but anyway and there's obviously so many more details to, to it yeah it's gross um but there was a section in the documentary where they talk about his upbringing because I was fascinating, oh, fascinated yeah, when we watched it and I was thinking I'm really intrigued to know what his upbringing was. Was he yeah. loved and, you know, everything was great and he's just got something wrong with him. But there was this very short part of it where they talk about how he he was, I think, raped by his sister, his older sister, him and his brother. Um, I think his sister was quite a bit older than him. And then and it kind of just brings that up and then they just move on
1: oh like Um, that's just not a thing
0: yeah yeah like it didn't focus on
1: that part for a second that's like pivotal
0: well see that's how and I just kind of think like I'm not trying in in any way to take away from the awful things that he's done but I feel like if we want to stop people from doing it we need to understand Mm -hmm. where it comes from and it seems as though yeah a man to grow up and do horrible sexually related things to underage women who was sexually abused when he was underage, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a pretty strong correlation there.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: that so is anyway, awful. That was, like yeah. uh, every, every part of that is awful. Obviously those poor girls and him as a yeah. child and like by your sister, like I. I that's yeah. so disgusting.
0: Yeah. It's, a, just a, it's just a perfect storm. And, and of course, mm. it, it, just, it just seems to make complete sense that, Obviously not everyone who that happens to is going to grow up to do the things totally. that he did, but it makes yep. sense. Uh, and, and, yeah, and it's just I just can always I can't help wondering if that hadn't happened to him, would he have done the things he had done?
1: Um, no. And
0: it's a question we just that, yeah.
1: will never know. And it's, it's also interesting to me when people do Um, come out of a traumatic childhood and they turn into normal people. Like that to me is almost, well, it is as interesting. Like I'm shocked and in so much like admiration of people that can turn their life around after suffering so much pain and and distrust and just Mm. all the awful things and then you just see them like be a good partner and be a good parent and be a good like just person in society. It's like everything is telling you you shouldn't be. Like how did you do that? Those people should yeah. also be studied and like have TV shows on them. It is funny how we, Um, you're right, we glorify. I don't think not so much that they seem common, like it's a common thing, but I think we just glorify criminals and people are just so intrigued by it because the normal person doesn't think that way, but the normal person yes. also hasn't suffered a crazy amount of abuse and turned their life around. Yes.
0: So that's, it would be and um, that's, yeah, nice to see totally. more of that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just maybe that's how
1: Oprah got huge.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right. She was onto something in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, she knew. (laughs) I got old Oprah. Um, Yeah, okay. So didn't didn't plan on talking about that, but cool. You know, covering the big issues here.
1: Do Um, you have plans to talk about certain things?
0: um, So I have a little cheat sheet of things on my phone. Well, you can't see it. So if it looks like I'm ignoring you, it's just in case. um, in, and you know, there's stuff in that I do want to get to, yeah, yeah. But but you know, we we've never really had a problem conversing in the past, so I figure, you know, let's just see what happens. I was today.
1: excited. I was like, oh my god, I get to freestyle with Furzy. That's what this yeah, podcast yeah. called. Like, well, this <laughs> episode's
2: called Freestyle with Furzy. <laughs> All
0: right, cool. That's what that's what I'll name it. Freestyles with okay. Furzy. Yeah, yeah cool. perfect. Fun. Um Okay, so we've covered sex pests. Um, <laughs> The next thing, that's the first one on my list, the next We covered
1: one. Tim's mum giving blowjobs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. we're all over it. We're all over it. Um, Love you, you Tim, if you're
1: listening. You're a bloody legend and yeah. your whole family. I wish they were mine.
0: Yeah. Well, they are. Tim, would, Tim Tim's that kind of guy. He would share. He's, he's, he's very such He's such a, a sharer. Kind.
1: Such a good yeah. guy.
0: Apparently he's his a sister's one. a
1: real pisser too. That's what made me feel like I could be like that because they told me stories about his sister Claire having just an equally hilarious crass sense of humour that swears and I was like, oh, okay, cool, I can be myself yes. now that I know that, you know.
0: Yeah, right. They no, opened Mom the Dad. door
1: and I walked Mom through. Mum and
0: Dad can handle it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. What were yeah. you going to say, Mark?
0: Oh, I was just saying, it's just about, you know, Tim's, Tim's one of a good example. He's been through hell and back, you know, survived mm-hmm. cancer, almost died and he's just mm-hmm. the nicest person and it makes me want to spit. He's in, he, it's ridiculous.
1: I'm surprised he's not more punchable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like a cute, like, <laughs> I kind of want to punch him because he's, because I love Ooh. him so much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I want to strangle yeah. his neck. Mm.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, I want to talk about your tattoos. Okay.
1: Because
0: I'm scared of tattoos. So anytime I see a person, yeah, who's got heaps of tattoos, I'm always like, oh. Well, I mean, the, the, the first thing is like, my, because I saw you on the TV before we met at the show, right? Right. For some reason, yeah, because they showed had... my
1: blind audition first.
0: Yes. Yeah. They, well, they want to get people watching. You know, they know what's good for. You. I mean, that's
1: what you do. That's they just used yeah.
0: me. <laughs> a <porn>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 and they would show so they I, would
1: show me when I wasn't even on the episode. Did you notice oh, yeah, yeah. that?
2: Yeah. I was you like, got I'm pretty
1: sure I'm not on tomorrow night, and then. Everyone would be like, hey, I watched the show and you weren't on, but you were on all the ads. It's like, yeah, I don't know what's happening. Sorry about it. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, it's all the, it's all the, it's the tattoos, the, the magic face. And then, well, it's the tattoos. I mean, maybe it is, you know. Maybe yeah. it
1: was. It's like we, we need one of everyone. Let's, let's yes. stop beating around the bush as far as like a black guy, <laughs> us partly like Papua New Guinea or something like, a partly Indian <laughs> yeah. slash is Chris Sebastian a bit Asian. We don't know, you know. Yes. The yes. white tattooed girl.
0: Yes. I totally. was the white tattooed girl. Yes. Yes. The um, AKA vampire. Um, the. the va- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Slash. I can't
1: believe Adam got the mullet man. Like I, I yeah, thought that well, I would go on and I would be the mullet person. And when I saw him, I was like, I have been out mulleted here to the yeah, point of where you, people you don't see- even know I've got one. They just think well, I've got hair it. on my
0: head. It's not that your mullet isn't, isn't exceptionally impressive. It's just that you've got, you tick other boxes as well. You know, you've got the tattoos, you've got the, the kind of vampire witch thing going on. Whereas mm. Adam, like he front and center with that, with that mullet. That's, you know, You're it's right. a bloke he takes the with prize, a tur- yeah. turbo mullet wearing shorts. You know, he's, he's got it covered. He does. The, he does <laughs> it well.
1: I'm yeah. impressed.
0: Oh, yeah, he, he's – I've never seen – like that's, you, that's, that's the, the peak of, of mullets.
2: Mm-hmm. Also mm-hmm. on
0: his head too, it just works beautifully, you know.
1: He's got a good size and shaped head for it for sure.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: If he lost so, a lot of weight, I feel like he runs the risk of being a bit of Joe Dirt vibes. So he just needs to stay, you know, yeah. bulked up and like that yeah. strong rugby kind of
2: bush. Yes.
0: Yeah, he's the kind of Keep guy that. where on the rugby field – you're like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not touching that guy. I don't no, care. I'm not, I don't I'm not feel going, like having I'm not, a
1: concussion today, coach. Fuck yeah. off. If he
0: runs at me, <laughs> I'm, I, he's scoring. I'm just going to yes. step aside.
1: I actually don't feel very competitive today.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at that. He's got, it's like Samson, you know, with his, with, the, that, with his power, all his power came from his hair. Adam's got his power <laughs> all deep down here and he's just, mm-hmm. you know, with a, yeah. It's, Did a you ever
1: daydream spot. of shaving it off? His hair off? Mm.
0: As a bald man, I daydream of shaving everyone's hair off. Gee, it's your secret mission
1: fantasy in life. I <laughs> no, really want to is... know why you're scared of tattoos, Mark. Can we just go to that? I can't stop thinking yeah, about yeah. like why are you?
0: Well, it, it's a great question. So, so I saw you right, and I was mm. like, oh, she's on the show, um, and just like, oh, she's pretty good. And then I was like, oh, but she's 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 pretty weird. Look at her; like she's got all these tattoos and stuff, and like. Oh, and she's she's not afraid to cry <laughs> on TV either, you know. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about her. I'm very intimidated by her.
1: She's very confused. She's she looks very, scary, but she's a yeah. big
0: sook. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She, and then, um, and then, and then, so yeah. Whenever I see someone who's got so many tattoos, I'm, I guess it's because I, um, over, I analyse everything. So like I, I, research things way too much and I, and I have to know I'm making the correct choice when it comes to buying a coffee pod, you know, let alone yeah. getting something drawn on my body for all of eternity. Yeah. So I, I, there's a, there's a, there's a combination of fear and admiration, um, and disbelief when I see someone who has as many tattoos as you, because firstly, I'm like, that must have hurt. Secondly, I'm like I power to you for doing that that's incredible and third i'm like why on earth did you do that because you don't have a choice to get rid of them so it's this weird swirl of like yeah of of of, of emotions whenever i see a fully tattered up person i'm kind of like oh i'm gonna go and talk to that <laughs> one over there it's <laughs> such yeah. a freak yeah yeah I totally
1: mean, <laughs> the, the thing is these days it's like people are more you more often see a tattooed person than not You know, I'm kind of a bit like, wow, that person literally has the cleanest skin I've ever seen, like not a tattoo in sight. It's kind of fascinating to me to, you know, because I'm just so used to being around people that have them. But um, I think I was a bit scared um, because when it comes to art or decorating things or, you know, colours, outfits, like things have to really work for me and I hate making the wrong choice. I don't like it when someone's wearing the wrong shoes for that whole situation. Like I'm just such a like particular person aesthetically. And I remember when I was 15 and I got my first one, I was like, God, I'm kind of, it was just a little Asian symbol, like so early 2000s. It's so embarrassing. Yes. And it, It's a shit tattoo. I hate it, but I don't know it's that I could Pamela cover it up because yeah, it, I remember my stepbrother at the time had a calendar of girls in bikinis and Most of them had an Asian symbol, you know, like it was just like, why? It's the year I was born. What does it
0: mean? Doesn't matter. It's not a good It doesn't matter. It's
1: it's personal. It's personal journey. It's personal. It's personal. It's
0: spiritual.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's the year I was born in Chinese horoscopes, which is year of the pig, which is 83, just so we know. I've got the year of the pig on my stomach. But I've met Chinese people along the way and said, what does this say? And they're like, literally nothing.
0: (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) It's It's just, it's
1: just, yeah. It's just, it's just. (laughs) And like there wasn't Google when I was fifteen. There wasn't like yes. It was just a walk. I remember walking to the tattoo shop and because my like she was my babysitter, Leanne. She's a fucking legend. But um, she was like, "What do you want for your birthday?" And I said, "A tattoo." She was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'll have to go in with you and be your your guardian, so I can sign yeah. some papers and let you get that." And I was like, "Really? Would you?" And she did. And um, both of my parents didn't know for a while, and it was like our secret. It was kind of fun, and then whatever mum was actually quite cool about it dad's a traditional greek guy that wasn't cool about it he i told him it was a stick on a few times and then know, yeah, a few months later he was like that stick on's like really lasting and then you saw him like kind of click over me like it's not one
0: <laughs> it's yes, really cute It's yes. a great moment i wish i'd seen that
1: oh dad you yeah. beautiful man i love him yeah. um yeah. So yeah, I I was very stressed as well because I didn't want to just do all Asian tattoos after that, like all Asian-inspired <laughs> Oriental. I was like, do I have to commit to this forever now with every tattoo? And then um, yeah. just
0: all Asian-looking symbols that aren't actually symbols
1: that don't say anything at all in yeah. anyone's. There's English. something
0: kind of really really funnily racist about that. It's like I'm just going to draw something that looks kind of Asian. You know, that'll work. <laughs>
1: I know. Before PC was a thing, God. Yeah, yeah, totally, Good totally. Time. She wants something. Humor. She won't know. She won't know. She's great. She won't know.
0: Just, just do whatever you want.
1: Pretty yeah. much, um, yeah. but there's something really beautiful in when you get tattoos, letting go of that, um, that control and that need for mm. everything to be perfect and that that idea of regret, like it's such an actual therapeutic thing that you can be like, I might regret this one day and I'm just going to have to be okay with it because we're all getting old and as we get older we get wrinkly and we supposedly get less, un- less attractive and, you know, I just, were, I just knew that I, it was something that I wanted to decorate myself in, like if I moved into a house or an apartment one of the first things I think about is like where am I going to put my plants and my art on the wall? It's the same as my body. It's like what sort of art do I want to put on my body? I don't want to be a plain wall for the rest of my life. So Mm. um, I'm really excited for future tattoos and I've got heaps of ideas and things that I want to get on my legs and I've got like a list in my phone of like just, you know, what I want to get because you kind of just have to work your way through it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I actually – I. I love that 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 concept of having to embrace the the idea that it that this might be shit, but Mm. too bad. Like I I mean, this one
1: isn't good. Like this guy was stoned, I'm pretty sure when he did this. I wanted henna because I lived in the Middle East for a while. Three times I lived in the Middle East and for six months at a time. And I used to go see these Indian um, ladies down the road from the hotel that I was staying at because I was singing at a hotel six nights a week, and I loved getting henna from them. And we'd like. It was just such a good time and I loved the art and I thought I'm just going to have this to remind me of that time that I used to go do that and live in that country, all those Mm. different places, Abu Dhabi Mm. and Bahrain and Dubai. Um, And I remember the guy's like, I'm just going to freestyle him like the ladies do. And I was like, okay, cool. And as he was drawing, I was just like, I'm not digging this, but it's kind of too late. I guess I'll go over it. Like, And even that was a therapeutic, like, The stress, it's almost like when you go to a hairdresser, you wouldn't know this. (laughs) But You're getting like bangs cut in or like you're getting something done and you kind of realise halfway through in the chair you're like, I've fucked up and I'm going to have to actually pay for this piece of shit. Like hundreds of dollars will come out of my account for this and I have to actually rock it in public now. And I don't even feel that way about this hair. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be surprised how okay I am to... To rock this mullet, but, um.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you must've had some shockers then.
1: Oh, mate. I have done, I've been, and all of them very much are on the side of lesbionic. Let's be honest. Like there's always something that's shaved or like, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Something that I love tank girl. Like girls that have a tank girl vibe is my jam.
0: Yeah. Cool. I just love it. It's hot. Yeah. Yeah. So what were you doing in the, in the middle East?
1: Yeah, just singing contracts, almost like, you know, how people get cruise ship jobs and that's how they cut their teeth and perform yeah. and know how to perform. And, you know, I had a call from a guy when I was in my early 20s. We'd met um, actually in Hobart. I think he was running a couple of clubs there. One of the, He was a manager of a strip club of all things. And um, my best friend at the time was friends with the guy that owned the strip club. And this guy was like the DJ. Um, all, Chopper Reed was actually in that strip club a lot. Like we used to hang out um, Wow. quite a bit. Yeah, it was, that was a weird time in my life. Like I yeah. grew up very quickly in a Like I've been in a lot of really bad situations that I am surprised I'm alive. You know what I mean? Like it's just my life is fucked. But yeah. <laughs> so hanging out with Shane and Chopper is- Reed and my friend Rena and Dale, the guy that, you know, and just bonding and hanging out and drinking and stuff. And he got a job in the Middle East and they were like, we need a singer over here, we need, we need a girl and, it, you know, we just need kind of Aussie rock. And so he wow. knew that I could sing even though I don't really I'd been in a couple of bands but I wasn't really doing that much. So um, how, how old actually,
0: were you when you first went over there?
1: I'd say I was 21.
0: Wow. Yeah. That would have been a crazy culture shock.
1: Yeah, it was interesting. It was, was very interesting. Like, I mean, I think even just having my dad who's Greek and Greek Orthodox and there's something about like he's married to a Muslim lady now who's from Singapore and, you know, Greek Orthodox and Muslims, I can kind of understand it, like a lot of the male energies felt like my dad's energy, so I wasn't shocked mm. about that. But, yeah, it was, it was pretty weird and I, I had to fly over during Ramadan the first time which they're just so much more strict about everything at that time. Like there's no chewing gum in public or eating in public, eating in public drinking. You can't wear, you've got to wear long sleeves and no holding hands, definitely mm, no kissing, well, kind well. of no touching between partners actually, like at all. It's really disrespectful. So mm. I remember I'd um, Googled because um, there was Google by the time I was 21. Yeah, it was years later after my first tattoo. <laughs> um <laughs> I was googling what to do, what not to do. I was freaking out. I actually, went to see a psychic, and as soon as she opened her front door, she was like, "Whoa, I'm seeing bars in front of you. Bars represent a contract. You have to sign a contract." She was like, "I'm getting a yes. It's a good thing. You'll be fine. You'll be safe. Sign the contract." And I was like, "Let me Thanks. in the house. See <laughs> what else have you got to say?" Yeah, I was hooked. Yeah. Um, yeah, wow. Which actually, a guy, I um, one of my best mates in high school's dad killed himself, and he came through on that same reading. She was like, a man called William's here. And I was like, I don't know, William. She was like, yeah, he's passed over. He was, he, he's saying to say he loves you and, you know, please don't forget him and he loves you. And I was like, and she was like, oh, Bill, he just said it's Bill. It's, he doesn't go by William. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, he was like a father figure. Like my parents split when I was young and I spent loads of time at my best friend's house all like through primary school. Did you ever just have that friend in primary school that you're just always at their place and sleepovers yeah. and stuff? Yeah, yeah that was that was them for me, and he wow. was just such a great dad, like such a good father figure and really sweet man. Every time that, that family would go to Bali, they'd come back and buy me a present that they'd bought for their daughters, like we'd all have matching jeans and stuff you know like mm-hmm. that just really beautiful family that totally um takes you in as one of their own so cool.
2: yeah
1: it was it was a good reading it was I often think about that that you know it's, to, it's nice to know that people can sort of touch base after they've passed over i'm i'm pretty spiritual i think as are you aren't you mark yeah
0: That's yeah i though. mean it's definitely something that i want to talk to you about like the, the 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 hippie the hippie shit you know like the mystical mm-hmm. experiences is something that um you know you kind of got to pick your audiences with who you who you talk to about it but oh, yeah. i've never been to a psychic so 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 how do you how do you feel about that stuff? What's your take on, on, on you know, the tarot cards and the psychics and, and,
2: mm-hmm. and,
0: and that kind of world?
1: Oh, look, I think that with everything you should have your wits about you. I think people take the piss out of it and make money from it um, yeah. that just want to be seen as someone that's psychic or intuitive or in touch with something that you're not in touch with or has access to something that you want. So I think a lot of people get taken on a ride and, and it gives – spiritual people or psychics or people that are um, you know have an actual gift it gives them a bad name because like yeah. I guess it's it's few and far between but really I think my actual honest opinion is that everyone has the ability to tap into a certain level of intuition and a, you know your third eye opening and and kind of being it's almost like a, a sixth sense like you know that we all have it but we're we're probably more often than not maybe raised to shut that off um, because it's magical or make believe. And I think when people are raised, it's that nature, nurture thing, when you're raised in an environment, which I wasn't, but I also wasn't not like my, my parents don't have any sort of spiritual things about them, but my mum's best friend, for example, she's really intuitive. And her best friend even is like a full blown psychic that, um, so when I was little, I, I heard a lot of stories of like things, people, my auntie, the my mum's best friend, she'd seen her father um, a few days after he'd passed away. Like he just sort of like appeared before her. And I think she touched, like she reached out to touch him and it was freezing, like the air where he was standing was just ice cold. And then he just looked her in the eye and disappeared. I actually get chills every time I talk about that or mm. hear that story because Annie Jen is not, she just doesn't talk shit. You know what I mean? She's such a straight up person. I just, yeah. you would love Annie Jen, Mark. Like she's just the absolute best. And um, yeah. she's the mum of Rean, the one that I was talking about before, the best friend that, you know, we're hanging out with Chopper. Um, yeah. She's just, yeah, a legend. And I think I, I experimented with Ouija boards, I guess, when I was a teenager, but I was also a stoner at that point. So there was always a part of my brain that was like, is this happening or are we just that stoned that we think this is happening and but also I think that drugs um especially hallucinogenics open up this part this pathway that wouldn't necessarily be open if you're in your right mind um you know and so you it's almost like how animals and and children see and react to things it's because they don't know to that it's that it that they should have shut it off, or that that's not real, or that that would be stupid to believe that.
2: Yes, you know. Yes.
1: So I find that I find it all very fascinating, very interesting. I think there's far too much out there for it to all be a pile of shit. You know. Yep. Same way I feel about aliens. Like it's just yep. it can't be not true. Um, yep. I don't think that people are that bored that <laughs> they fabricate this stuff and then live their life by it, but. For me with tarot cards, I believe that everyone is literally just walking fields of energy as is everything that's alive or living has an energy to it and energy feeds off or bounces off each energy. So Mm -hmm. when you're putting your actual essence and energy into a tarot deck and you're shuffling or, you know, like if you go to a psychic, they'll ask you to shuffle the cards and you're kind of thinking about certain questions or kind of just letting whatever your heart and your soul's feeling, just sort of trying to focus on pouring that energy into the deck. So then when they start to like lay the cards out, if it's a good psychic and if you've kind of been like in the right headspace and you're feeling open and ready to experience something wild, more often than not you do. And, um, yeah. and like for me, I remember just before my marriage really started to fucking suck, I went to see a psychic. And I don't know why I went to see her. It's like maybe there must have been a couple of red flags and, yeah, I must have just been feeling like something was around the corner. And she started to um, read the cards and she was like, oh, I'm feeling anxious. I'm just feeling like, oh, sick to my stomach. Betrayal, your life. It's going down the drain. Down, down it goes. It's it's just, it's a mess. (laughs) And I was like. What? Oh, here we go. Sugar, can you please coat something? I was just, I was in shock. I was like, "What do you mean?" And she was like, "Explained it all." It was just fucked, and I was like, "Okay." And there's a part of you that's like, "Okay, we we have free will. It's okay. There's, you can know this. This path can split off down too, and this might not happen. Like, I might choose the path that none of this happens, and Mm. she could be wrong, but." She'd been highly recommended by a good mate of mine and she was very good for her. So I actually didn't realise it was a few months before it all unravelled and I had actually forgotten about this reading. And then when it was all unravelling, I was like, I'm going to re-listen to that. And I was just, my jaw was on the floor. I was just shocked at how, and I was feeling that. It was like every part of me was just like, it's like I was a ball of anxiety and um, my world had been turned upside down and everything I thought I knew I didn't and it it just felt so dramatic but so like I was just, yeah, it was, that was the beginning of the end. That was, and that was years before I actually was like, okay, I should go. Um, Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't let go of things or give up on things like very quickly. I've been with a narcissist and I stayed in that for two years. Like it's, you just, (laughs) I just get really sucked in.
0: Yeah yeah. Yeah, I mean it's that that that's a very interesting experience to have when you go and see you know you you, you make the decision to go and see a psychic and you go okay. Yep. You know, let's see what happens here. I mean because mm-hmm. you you hear these these tales about children telling stories of their life before. And they've and they explain scenarios and places. So they're all married detail. and stuff. Yeah, yes, yeah, and, and but that, they, that they and they're four. You know, why isn't never... there a TV
1: show on that? By the way, that is. Well, there probably is.
0: I bet there is. Yeah. There's this hippie network called Gaia, which I which I just recently subscribed to and I am lo- loving it. There's yeah, you got to take it all with a grain of salt, but it's all that kind of shit. And it's, it's oh, amazing.
1: Awesome.
0: It's been, I've been meaning to tell you about it because I'm like, yeah. still has got froth on this. Yeah. It's so I'm good.
1: surprised you haven't sent it to me. I'm so yeah, glad yeah. to it's, hear about it. It's cool. killer.
0: It's killer. But yeah, so you hear these stories like as a child and it makes sense that children will experience this because as you were saying, they haven't been taught what's real and what's not and what they mm. should put their energy into and what they should ignore. But you know, you also hear about about children describing people as a certain, um, having a certain, giving off a certain color,
2: mm-hmm. which
0: you know they'll be like, "Why have you drawn this little th- this girl uh, with with orange around her?" And they'll say, "Because that's what she looks like." It's like, "No, no, no, you you don't draw them like that. You just draw them, you know." the way you see them. And the kid's like, yeah, but that's how I see them. There's orange coming off this woman's head. And then they have to be trained. Oh, ignore that. That's not real. Um, and then as you become an adult, those you, you put your skills into other things. I mean, uh, and and Mm -hmm. I think, you know, you look at someone who is, there are people who are inherently better at other things than some people like there are people who inherently understand music there, there are people who have to study their ass off to get remotely close to that person. So mm-hmm. what if you put your energy as a young child in an environment with people who are encouraging you to strengthen your intuition, as well as having an inherently strong sense of your intuition, you combine mm-hmm. those two together, who knows what we could be capable of? Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, yeah, I'm not prepared to say that that people being able to read other people's energies and understand things about them by being in their presence, I'm not prepared to say that that's not true. I mean, I think mm. I, it's it's all good and well to go, well, we can't measure it with science on a, on a, with a measuring machine because mm. there's no numbers. That doesn't mean it's not real. 100%. Um, but, again, as you said, you've got to take it with a grain of salt because there's a lot of people who are far too, far too, less sceptical than I think you and I are and are just going to get taken Mm. for a ride and Mm. um, can be very manipulated.
1: Yeah, and it's sad. But I think one thing that's good about it all is almost like um, having faith in religion. It can bring some people some element of hope or some kind of feeling of safety that, um, mm. you know, if you do go see a psychic and the psychic says you're just going to have a beautiful life and, oh, you're meeting the love of your life soon and, you know, mm. that's kind of beautiful. It's like maybe that was worth the 50 bucks and maybe that person walked away going, yeah, I'm, I am lovable and I am going to. And then that energy just in itself could possibly draw that towards them, you know, like
2: absolutely because we are, we
1: are magnets. So, you yeah. know, even the people that are full of shit, I guess if they're putting some kind of positivity into someone's heart like it's hard to have a problem with that but um
0: yes yes and I we guess. can and you know people can argue all day about whether or not it's true and they've measured they they've they've seen something that is mm-hmm. real but that's I agree with you it's kind of irrelevant mm. uh, if if it's something that gives you a new perspective And is Mm. and enables you to experience your life in a different manner, whether that be a reading from a tarot card, from tarot cards from a psychic, or immersing yourself into a religion, if Mm. the if the outcome makes your life better, what's the problem? 100 percent Yeah. Like and maybe there's some people like, it doesn't matter to me. I need to know whether it's real or not. Well it's like, well, that's okay, cool. Then it's not for you. Mm. But I think that if it's if it can change your life, who gives a shit if it's real or not? You know what's more important? Yeah, is, is yeah the, it's, it's,
1: are you happy or not? It's, it's it, become it real.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, well, exactly. And whatever we think in our own minds is is what is for us. You know what I mean? It's that whole thing. Yeah. If you think you're great or you're, you know, bad, you you're right. Like that saying, whatever yeah. that saying is, it's like it's, yeah. that's true. It's um it's all power of the mind. It's, it's just such an interesting thing. And it really does bring me, I think, um, well, I think it stimulates me more than anything intellectually. And it makes me, um, it makes me feel excited that there's a whole world out there that I can like play in. And it's, it can seem, I guess, a bit insane to some people, but really it just feels right more than anything. Like it, it aligns with my intuition and, anytime I haven't aligned myself with my intuition or like listened to it or respected it, it's never worked out. Like with the narcissist, my intuition was screaming that whole time and I was just like, shush, like smothering it with a pillow, trying to kill it. Um, And I'll never, I don't think I'll ever actually forgive myself for not listening to my intuition um, because it really damaged myself like I damaged myself by not um and it was a great lesson I'll be honest like it's the one good thing that came out of that relationship but
2: well maybe
0: that's that's something that will help that will help you forgive yourself for it because you learned that lesson you wouldn't have learned the lesson if you just kind of scooted through you know really easily yeah, now you have right. so much more faith in your own intuition, which is which is so profoundly powerful if you can really tap into it. It's mm. just once again, it's it's something that is trained out of us. We're pushed away from it, and mm-hmm. and and we're pushed into things that feed um, our short term e- ego kind of stuff. Like that's why when you're in a scenario like that where you 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 make you 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 observe something that's not right, that's not working and you mm-hmm. go, okay, what do I, how do I really feel about this? And your intuition's like, get the fuck out of there. You know, you know, mm-hmm. this isn't correct for you. This, this is a problem. But then there's that other part of you. It's like, yeah, but it's safe and it's familiar and I can be comfortable in a weird dysfunctional way. Yep. And and you choose the answer that you like better in the moment. That's easier because that's what we've been pushed into it. it's like any store you go going to here's a candy bar have some sugar you know have, mm-hmm. have something that's fun now and easy but bad for you in mm-hmm. the long run so mm-hmm. we're, that's constantly strengthened and we're we're practicing that part of our psyche whether we like it or not and the other part that's our intuition about listening to you know where we probably should be going but it may be a more difficult choice that's like push that down because that makes you you're not a very good consumer if you if you if you <laughs> abide by that. We need just we need your cash, you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's so true. God, yeah. but you I think going back to also what you were saying. Um, imagine if there was a school like I know that there's. Um, what are those Steiner schools? You know where kids yeah. can go and they learn how to. I don't know what time of year to plant vegetables and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I would if I had a child it would 100% go to that school but it would also be spending some time with some people that know what they're talking about in regards to um, listening to intuition and sort of doing things like working on manifesting stuff and working on making wishes and, you know, like knowing, um, understanding the cycle of Mother Nature and um uh, like all, all, anything to do with nature, I think that kids really need to just really go back and reconnect with, um, mm. from an early age. And, and that's an understanding that nature and what's in your soul are just so connected and that they work so beautifully together. Oh,
2: yeah. Um, it's,
1: it's just such an interesting, like I, it blows my mind that. It's, a, it's taken me so long to even start diving into it more as an adult. And the more I learn, the more I'm like, God, I wish I grew up with this. You know, I wish I, totally I wasn't agree. having to imagine, learn it how, as
0: an adult. imagine how, how in touch and, and skilled at that you would be if you did embrace that from, from your childhood. If you imagine, I, I, I completely mm-hmm. agree with you. Like, I think imagine if we were teaching kids from as soon as they could speak about meditation and about understanding their own mind oh and actually God, observing yes. their own thoughts rather than being their emotions. You can actually watch them. Mm-hmm. That's a, Imagine how powerful you could become by the time you're an adult. Like you teach a kid a, a new, la- like to, kids learn two languages from when they're growing up because mm-hmm. they've got um, bilingual parents and they're mm-hmm. fluent by the time they're mm-hmm. four. Mm-hmm. But yet you crazy, try and learn a new language as an adult I tried to learn Spanish because we were going to Mexico and we were living in L.A. and, you know, there's a lot of Spanish-speaking people and we were going to Mexico. I dedicated like three, four months every day I was, I was getting in there and I became pretty crap at it but enough to be able to get by. Now, gone. It's all gone. Really? Yeah. It is so difficult to maintain wow. something like that as an adult. So, yeah. like, you know, imagine what we could, yeah, where, we, where a child could be when they're an adult if they really were taught that kind of
2: And
1: also just imagine the way the world would work if that was something that was more instilled in every single person, not just the hippie family that lives on the fucking street, literally every single one. Yeah. Imagine politics. Like imagine the way the world's run, us interacting with each other, the amount of sort of respect that there would be and care and thoughtfulness.
0: It would be a completely different place, wouldn't it? It would be actually
1: beautiful. And, Dare I say, I think if there was a stronger presence with feminine energy, um, I think that that's how it would go more because women so so much rely on their intuition and yeah, they're they're kind of good at sort of in anticipating people's wants and needs, which is obviously thoughtfulness. Um, like that's I, I, I love Jacinda Arden, is, is it Jacinda Arden?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I was just, yeah. I, I entirely agree, and I was just going to bring her up. Yeah. The she's, way she's I, I running can,
1: that country is yeah. how a mum would do it, you know. Yes. like It's how a mum runs a household.
0: And that's, like, I thought it was when we were, because we were living in the States when when Trump got elected and for all that kind of stuff with Hillary and Trump, and and people were so excited because they were sure, I mean, we're in LA, so it's a very blue state, and people were sure that Hillary was going to, was going to get into office. And they were so excited mm. about it being the first female president. And I was like, yeah, that's wonderful that we'll have a, a woman as the president. But Hillary doesn't act like a woman. Hillary's like a, she just She's makes decisions. more of a liquid. Like yeah, a woman. exactly. It's like, I don't. Mm. We, I want a woman in power. I, I completely agree with what you're saying. And I think there needs to be more intuitive, feminine, nurturing energy rather than profits, profits, profits. But mm-hmm. it's like, you're not going to get it from Hillary and don't, I'm not pro Trump whatsoever, but it's like, not it at just all, is, no. which healthy drink do you want? Coke or Fanta? I don't want either Literally. of them. They're shit. <laughs>
2: Just because she's a woman.
0: Idiots. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I want her to behave like a woman. She's not. Mm. She's just, she was kind of just, I don't know. Look, that's, that's my take on that. But I completely agree with you. Like it's that, it's the energy that a woman has and Mm. men can do it as well. Your gender doesn't really matter, but it's more inherent in in females. And I completely agree with you that, that feminine nurturing, intuitive energy is, has really kind of been squashed, but it's coming back. It's it's, it's cut, then,
1: Look, I think that's why I'm actually so excited about um, diving more into the witch part of who I am and who my my lineage is. As far as all the women that have come before me and all their blood running through my veins, all of that history, all of that being burnt at the stake, being silenced, being raped, being murdered. Like I actually yeah. looked up the definition of because um, I was writing a song and I was like, that's saying like cut the nose despite your face i was like I wonder where that came from like i often get sidetracked with songwriting because i'm trying to think of a way to say things and it actually came from i want to say the 12th century it could be 14th where um a nun heard that vikings were coming and they didn't want to get raped they didn't want the nunneries to be raped so she was like i'm going to disfigure myself so all these men don't come in and and rape me and all wow. and she said to the other nuns i suggest you guys do it too because they're coming and we will get raped and probably murdered. So let's let's turn them off. And so they all, like she cut the nose off, she split her lip up, like just completely disfigured her face. They all did it. And apparently the story goes that the Vikings were so disgusted at what they saw, they just trapped them all in the nunnery and burnt it.
2: Wow. So they
1: just all died anyway. And I like every part of the woman in me and all the women that have come before reading that, I've got chills again. Yes. I was just like... Fuck, we've suffered a lot of fucking pain and so much. Like it's just when a guy says this day and age, well, why didn't you just stand up for yourself in the relationship? It's like, um, gee, I don't know. Could it be the thousands of years of history of like being silenced that we still fucking struggle to like, yeah. like get it out of our mouths. And like that's why when you're about to get raped or sexually abused or hit. And more often than not, women kind of freeze. Like there's that yes. fl- fight or flight, but I think it's fight, flight or freeze. Well, and I'm a it freezer. Is. It actually
0: is. There's all three mm. it's fight, flight, yeah, or right. freeze. And it's, and yeah, right. And that's why there's this, uh, there's, it's quite common in court cases for the argument of the, who's defending the, the rapist saying, well, she, she <laughs> they didn't do anything. So yeah. I thought they wanted it. It's like yeah, mm. because they were frozen stiff. It's and you're mm-hmm. offline. Your conscious mm. mind is just gone, and you're just yep. like you're not really even there. Apparently,
1: yeah. And you sort of check out till it's over. Yeah,
0: which 100%. is probably, which is definitely a defense mechanism. Makes sense. So I don't, mm. I don't have to be here for this because this is going to be traumatic.
1: Yeah, and then you end up being traumatized anyway. <laughs> it's yeah, just so ridiculous, and I laugh. I can yeah. laugh because I'm a sexual abuse survivor, and. Um, And I'm not shy about it because I I, I definitely had those thoughts when the worst one that ever happened was when I was 17. And part of me was embarrassed and and shy and really just like, did I I ask for it? Or did I bring that on myself? And, you know, am I the weakest person I know? Because anyone else I know would have fought their way out of it or would have outsmarted it and like, it just wouldn't have happened. And so many things go through your mind. But now as an adult, I'm just like, nah, fuck that shit. It just shouldn't be happening. Guys mm. shouldn't be doing that. Like, mm. and this was like a, I would put it on the lowest sort of side of, you know, in, rape severity, you know what I mean? Like for me, gang rape is like there and mine's like there. Um, right. Wow. So it's not completely down there, but it's whatever. And it's I It's a think, horrible
0: experience.
1: It's just it's and but it's so common like I would more it's like the tattoo thing it's like I'd actually struggle to think of a woman that I know that hasn't been abused or sexually abused or raped or molested or you know what I mean beaten up like and and that's why I think as a white woman I'm so passionate about Black Lives Matter and anyone that's being oppressed it's just like because women have been oppressed since the beginning of time and the only thing that I think black and white men and every other men would almost like have in common is that they've oppressed a woman you know what I mean it's just like
2: Mm.
1: so it's weird for me that people don't have empathy I understand why a lot of white guys don't get it because there's never been a time or they don't have like thousands of years of history often of being oppressed over and over and over again like there may be a time in history where they've felt powerless but I can't I'm, I'm, I'm not a historian, but actually I've never heard of it. Like I, mm. I don't think the roles have ever been reversed and there was, like, you know, a couple of centuries there where, you know, black guys had all the power and then, you know, it's never been a real power struggle. It's just always mm. been the way. Um, and white guys yeah. get so offended by this conversation. It's like I'm not saying it's you. I'm talking to a white guy and I know you don't feel offended or attacked because... You know, it's not you, and you know, you don't believe in that, and you don't, you know, that doesn't align with your morals and values. So, you know, not to be offended. It's mm. like when people yeah, say absolutely. to me, Oh, yeah. most tattooed people are like, I don't know, in a gang. It's just like, I don't feel offended when people say that because I'm not in yeah, one and I've never apply. been in yeah. one. Yeah, I just don't, yeah, it, it kind of goes over my head.
0: I actually think that, 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 you know, and what we're talking about with that, that kind of systemic oppression of, of, of a gender or a, or a, a race comes actually back to the kind of society and world that we live in. If we could get back to that thing where we're teaching children about their Mm -hmm. own emotions and their Mm -hmm. own intuition and they grow into an adult who has those skills, I mean, it would be, it would be a completely different dynamic between people. Whereas when you have children that are taught the opposite, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you got these, these, Mm it's it, it the outcome is, is inevitable. And it happens that males are physically stronger on average mm-hmm. and yep. sexually more aggressive. It's yep. just, and, and you combine that with an environment where people, you know, going back to like the 12th century and mm. where where life's pretty fucking hard as yep. it is. And you've got the system set, forget about it. You've got no chance. So, mm. so it's like whether or not, the, the males want to do it or not. It's like, this is what you do. You don't go around. Don't you dare tell your mates that you think this is not okay. You know, and, and there might've even been scenarios where they're all like, you know what, maybe we shouldn't be doing this, but no one says a thing. It's like, imagine being a homosexual in, in the 12th century. Oh God. Like you, 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 you can't, it, it's just like, don't even go. You can't go there or you'll get, you'll get, you'll get killed. Mm-hmm. So I mean, um, people
1: literally just getting killed for the gender they are like, it just still blows my mind that if a woman was healing someone through herbal tea or herbal medicine or food, and Mm. someone found out that someone got better because she healed them, she was a witch witch and she died.
0: Absolutely insane. The thing that was, was just ridiculous. There were, I think there were times when if a woman was suspected to be a witch, they would, they would string her up above a lake and they would dunk her and then um to see if she was a witch or not and if she died well she wasn't whoops but if she (laughs) didn't die well then she was a witch so they'd burn her at the stake
2: yes Yes. it's a pretty it it seems
0: pretty (laughs) foolproof doesn't it brilliant
1: where is the logic and what blows my mind is a lot of my partners and they've all been male um I just have to specify that because I get asked if I'm gay all the time. But um, Sure. And, like, look, not ruling out being with a woman in the future probably. I don't know. Sure. I mean, your wife's pretty hot.
0: Yeah,
1: she is. She is. <laughs> Which is why she's our wife, Mark. Like, you get yes. it. You're a sharer. Yeah, yeah And I yeah, appreciate for sure, that. For sure. I, um,
0: want, I, want, I want her and you to be happy, you know, if that's, what, yeah, and if that's we where are. we're going. That's where we're going. We, we yeah. love this. Right? <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, Oh, what was I saying about, guys? oh, the, they always claim to be the logical ones and I just think, it, it no, it's not logical and they're often um, the ones that are the double standards, like it's okay for me to do that but if you do that, it's just like, what? Mm. Where's the logic in that? I, I always feel like I'm actually the logical one even though I'm emotional and crazy or like, you know, yes. so sensitive. It's like, yeah, because I'm feeling feelings. Like I guess yes. I didn't ever shut those off or you know, and I've been tempted to shut my feelings off so many times and I didn't because I want to be a singer-songwriter and I want to be in touch with yes. my feelings for that. But um, I'd love to take the male approach and just be like, oh, something happened in my life that
0: I don't like. I better not feel anything anymore. Yeah. Just
1: like, okay, well, I, th- I guess.
0: Yeah. Something that's really intriguing about, you know, I've been with my wife, Laurel, now for 10, nearly 10 years and you know, of course, we we've lived together from pretty much the moment we met each other. And I'd never mm-hmm. lived with a woman other than my mum and sister when I was growing up before. And, still, and that doesn't count. I was trying to figure out who I was, and you know, um, and in those ten years, you, I, we were having a conversation the other day just about how much more emotionally dynamic females are than males. Like mm. we just as a male. You know, we're pretty level because there's just our hormones are just it's just there's no reason for us to be going through hormonal changes physically. Like it just doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to happen. But a female, in order to be prepared to potentially give uh, carry a child every month, Mm -hmm. her body's got to go through a whole bunch of crap. It's it's Mm -hmm. full on.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: it's and it's and then and whether you like it or not, there's an emotional whirlwind that comes with that. Yep. And it's it's really interesting to be in this long-term relationship and to be able to observe f- um uh, that from a male perspective and for her to be able to observe me and she was saying she was saying oh geez there's times when i just love to be able to just be just consistent the same all the time but yep. that's just not the way it is as a female. So it's like you yep. kind of have to be able to to um empathize that I'm probably consistently going to have a similar response to things, mm-hmm. whereas I have to empathise that considering what her what's going on in her body and in her life. Where she's
2: at
1: with her cycle. You could ask her yeah. the same question, and you should try this as a social experiment, but asking a question that you know that like in week one of cycle, week two, three, and four, mm. um, yeah. Seeing what sort of and like just do it for like two years.
2: Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, totally. Just to and just to say, like, take secret notes she and would just see. It. Twig. Yeah.
0: Well and, <laughs> and like, the wh- thing is like and we can, you know, I'm sure that you know if you don't understand that, as a male, we can very easily go, Oh, this is bloody, you know, I can't I can't keep up. It's all. Oh, I can't you know, win. All, I can't fucking win. I can't with win. It. It's too much. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, well that might that's yeah, that's true, but <laughs> Also, if that if that doesn't yes, happen, good. the entire population dies because someone's gotta you know because someone's gotta be able to go through some hormonal shit in order to grow children. That's the way it works, man. Okay, okay, that's the price
1: we pay to be alive. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. Shut
0: up and the beer. Yeah, exactly. Have a beer. You know, go watch some sport. You're a man, you know.
1: <laughs> we talk about men like they're so simple and I don't mean it disrespectfully. At all, and no, but, like honestly, but we are with the simplicity. Like to yeah. to be honest, I'm sure we've all had moments of. I used to want to be a boy so bad when I was little. Every guy in my life was the strong one, was the smart one, had the money, had control of the money. Like, and I just thought that's so cool. Like, if a guy just wants to buy a car, they can. Or if they want a motorbike, they just do it, and they earn sure. more. And like. They just breeze in and out of their house and, like, why would you want to be a woman? You're just, like, always picking up the kids or doing housework. It seems boring. Like, I just thought, yeah. I don't want to be a woman. That looks like it sucks. Socially, you wanted to have I such a tomboy. Male. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah,
0: totally. Yep.
1: And you know what? If I was probably raised in the, you know, now, I would. you would almost consider me, like, verging on a trans kid. Like, I was like, fuck, yeah, give me a dick. This sounds like fun. But um, <laughs> I grew out yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. Not saying that trans people grow... Out of it, obviously, if you I mean, want to some, be some someone, you think mean, someone. Some yeah, people I mean, do, it's... but like I don't want to um, minimise anyone's emotions or feelings if they feel trapped in the wrong body. No, but course. I definitely had thoughts is what I'm saying of being trapped in the wrong body and I started to embrace my feminine side only recently, I would say when I was 30, did I start to think, I love being a woman. I love having these emotions. I love the gifts that it gives me. I love that my body is like literally in tune with the moon and the universe. Mm. Like, I, like it just started to blow my mind and I started to look into like your cycle and all of that magic. Like, And, again, women used to be, I think um, it, it used to be sort of more respected and admired that you could create life with the help of a man and mm. and you had these kind of, gifts like with intuition and knowing things about your body and other people's bodies and you could just kind of you know nurture everyone's bodies it was such it's such a beautiful thing and then somewhere along the line I think with the patriarchal system periods became like the worst thing to talk about blood became just you know like it's like it became illegal and it's just like Guys, we know what this means. It means creating mm. life. Why are we shaming people for this? You know, like, mm. I do, I, it just blows my mind, and which is why I always hashtag ta- like tampon emoji
0: because
1: <laughs> I want there to be <laughs> yes. a tampon emoji. Yes. I drew a tampon yes. on my roller skates with blood coming off it. Like, I just think I'm yeah. not going to. Would, would the emoji talk about have
0: blood coming off it, or would the emoji be, be just a bit like a clean a one with the string? You, have the yeah, choice.
2: you should yes. have a choice.
0: So that was, so one so one <laughs> would, you would use that you're not you're not menstruating, and the other one is I'm on I'm on now. So yeah, yeah. just yeah, you with just me.
1: send that to your boyfriend or your girlfriend and be like, FYI, when I get home, do not fuck
0: with this because I am on. The <laughs> <drink>. <laughs> Start the movement. I'm I'm about it. That would be. I mean, I'm sure people would have, would abuse that emoji, but I think it certainly has its applications.
1: People abuse everything. People abuse the word yeah. narcissist. People abuse the word flu, which is a real pet peeve of mine. It's like, oh, yeah. I've, got, I've just got the flu. I'm staying home from work. It's like,
0: if no, you you've had the don't. Flu? You've got a cold. Yeah, yeah the you flu know. Is, yeah, you could die. People often brutal. Die
1: I've had flu. it once. I I thought I was going to die. It was like I think I was sick for. I can't remember. It was a blur. And thank God, my sister just moved from Tassie to Melbourne to be with me, and it happened on the spirit of Taz. Like we thought I was seasick. And then she was like, you're not that like something's mm-hmm. really wrong. By the time we got to Melbourne, she had to drive me, which she'd never driven in Melbourne before. And, um, I do like try to explain to her where the doctor was. And I was sitting in the car and I just remember I was just so wet and cold and hot. And I wanted to spew and I didn't yeah. even want to sit in the doctor's office. And he saw me and he was like, you've actually got the flu. You just need to go home. And there's not much that you could do. And I just, she just, gave me hot washes and cold washes and I was like that for a good 10 days and I could barely eat that whole time. Like I lost so much weight and I was so brutal. dehydrated I and she was terrified. She was just like, well, welcome to Melbourne me and what, <laughs> my sister's going to fucking
2: die. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. it was awful. Yeah,
0: yeah. actual and, influenza yeah. Is, is horrendous
2: mm-hmm.
0: as opposed to, oh, I've got a little – Sniffle, I've got the I've cold, got
1: a, cold. I've got a flu.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then there's another thing, the, the man flu, which you'll never understand, which, which is actually just a moment where we feel like, you know what, all this bravado, it's gone. I just want to be held by my mother and my mother's not here, so my <laughs> wife or girlfriend or, or female friend, it's your job and just let me be a child okay, you'll never understand the pain I'm going through because I've got a cold.
1: Give me my peanut butter sandwich and cut them in squeals.
0: (laughs) That's exactly it, spot on.
1: Oh, that's so cute. I actually love when my partner, I don't have one right now, but has a man flu. I love Mm. to be needed and I love to nurse people. Like it just fills me with so much joy to yeah. see them be so cute and pathetic, like mm, thank you, like yeah, a cup yeah. of tea. Yeah, it's just like oh baby, yeah, because then it. you know
0: we've got to get our strength to you know get the masculinity back after that. Chop right, oh, some yeah. wood.
1: Oh. <laughs> go and chop some wood. Yeah. Go go, go to my go accountant some... job.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I've sure got to go and divide and conquer. Yeah. Ah. All that kind of all that kind of good stuff <laughs> through a calculator.
1: Stuff that only yeah. real men can do.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah totally.
1: And get paid at least. Let's be honest, forty k more than a woman. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone told me yesterday that um, in America, white men get paid at least ten times more than a black man. Did you know that?
0: I didn't know that. I, I, I Apparently, heard something... the average
1: wage is about forty thousand for an American black man, and the average wage for a white man can be anywhere in the one hundred to one hundred forty thousand dollar wow. range.
0: So I, I think from the little information that I know about that, and it doesn't change the problem. It just changes the, the where the problem begins. I think
1: same. that because
0: this is apparently the same thing for women, is that the I think that it's it's actually because men and probably white men get better get jobs that just pay better in general. It's not because mm-hmm. If a if a man or a woman were to do or a black man to do the same job, they'd all probably get the same pay. But it's just that you know perhaps black people and and, and women don't get those jobs. And that's one of the things that I heard. So it doesn't change the fact that there's a gender pay gap or or a racial mm-hmm. pay gap. But mm. it just it's probably you know the opportunities are much more prevalent for white men.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And even from an early age, I think we're. And I've noticed this in my family, where you would help your mum do things around the house. The boy can do whatever they want. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, where even I guess a black kid might, um, maybe his parents are uneducated. So when he asks for help with his homework, the parents can't help him necessarily. So his grades suffer from the early, mm. early, you know, early on. And I think that there needs to be um, big changes in the um, education system. So they're getting way more help and encouragement because we're trying to undo like from pretty much their parents on of like wrongdoing and like, you know, mistreatment and inequality. It's not just going to change because that kid's going to the same school as a white kid all of a sudden. It's like what about their parents, their grandparents, their great-grandparents? Like what's the history there between this black kid and this white kid?
0: Yes.
1: Already it's from the day they're born it's like never going to be equal.
0: Yes, it's um, yeah, that's right. I mean, and yeah. it comes, yeah, it goes back to a, a, a that same thing. The system is, the system has failed us, and it's failed yep. s- some of us far more than others. Yeah, um, we are really
1: lucky, actually, to be um, born in this country and with this skin. Oh. And even as a a white woman, and like going back to you saying, it, it is changing. It is. I'm feeling like a lot more feminine energy slash Spiritual energy is coming up. It's rising up, and it's doing heaps of healing work. Like it's like the earth and like the environment's been so damaged, and and society's been so damaged. It's taken such an extreme. So now all this spirituality sort of coming out of nowhere. It's stronger than ever, mm. and it's mm. all connecting. It's like all the it's like magnets that are just going, and it's just yeah. coming together to join forces to be like, it's like a it's like a video game. Like where we're gonna have to like join forces to beat the bad guys and like we outnumber yes. them 100%. There's no reason why these really shit people with shit morals and values and ideologies are ruling the world. There's no there needs to be a revolution. Yeah. Which I believe yeah, I mean, is we, sort of happening in America right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, well there's and they a, are not yeah, and backing down. No, nah, it's it's um and the funny thing is we felt it before it even happened, you know, after moving from yeah, the states yeah. to to Australia, there's just <clears> this this general um, dis-ease of, you know, unease being there, like Mm. just attention, just Mm. walking to the shops and back, you know, that, that really we didn't, we were able to just breathe a sigh of relief when we, when we got back to Australia. So even checking that, that privilege as well as being (laughs) able to come here and and have, have the life that that we have is, is a real, real blessing that I'm, very much aware of I mean I mean and you know also going back to when you were living in in the Middle East I'm sure there were times when you're like wow this is this is a different planet mm-hmm. um, for someone like me you know so it's it's um it's quite fascinating when you can observe oh, it is. Things.
1: it is and it's fascinating when you look back on it and you remember having all those intuitive thoughts and feelings and like I can't explain it but something is so up like like what yeah, ha- yeah. and then you see these turn of events and they're unfolding and it's just like oh that's what was up like
2: mm.
1: yeah the the world yeah. is it's just it actually feels not real sometimes don't you think when you really think about yeah. how people are you know running countries and not just america but you know so many places russia like a lot of places are trying to go backwards and instill and you know like really crazy shit that was like we've all fought for so long to undo and like and women in particular have like fought so hard to like get their voice heard and vote and drive and like you know we're still not treated anywhere near equally but it's like we've kind of come up and then they're trying to squash that back down again and that's a scary sign when Handmaid's Tale came out I was just like oh I really hope (sighs) this isn't like a premonition but it feels like it could be like it's just I don't I don't even know if we have time to go there on this podcast, but it, you know, it's a scary possible possibility.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a look. It's certainly a potential future. I don't. I I'm optimistic. I believe that. I believe that we're heading in the right direction, and it may not feel like that as we're talking about the unrest in the states mm. and obviously. In all these other countries that there's that just aren't as trendy as the states, I believe that Mm -hmm. that has to happen. Like you think about think about having a a traumatic life event um, or something that's you know exceptionally scary, or even a near death experience. You hear about people who have these experiences and then they change their life afterwards. It's like, well, why didn't you change Mm -hmm. your life before the near death experience? Well, there's something in the the Intensity of the experience that is strong enough to cause the change, and and it's almost always negative. Unfortunately, pain is you know, yep. but that's where you that's where that, that mantra that I try and adopt it. Pain is growth. So
2: mm-hmm. if you can, if we can
0: zoom out time, time on a timeline and look at what's happening in the states and in the world in general, as messy and uncomfortable and painful as it is now. Mm -hmm. it's so necessary for us to be able to learn lessons and move forward. Otherwise it's just the same, it's just the status quo.
1: That's so true actually, Mark. And that gives me a bit of hope too. And it makes me think of um, straight, like the first thing that just goes pops in my head is veganism. It's just like, that's such an extreme thing for people to think about doing or living their life like that. And it's like, it's just the pendulum, honey. It's like when, when the pendulum's over here and we're killing billions of animals a year, and torturing them and the environment suffering so much because of this choice to just have something delicious in your mouth. The mm. pendulum swings over that way and everyone's like, let's not have any animal products whatsoever. You know what I mean? And everyone's like, that's a bit extreme. Like I can I could be a vegetarian or like I can cut mm. out blood or I could stop wearing leather, but I'm still gonna eat this. Or it's like people just try to find ways to do a little bit but it's not much. But and and which is still, to be honest, a little bit is better than nothing. I'm Mostly I would say I'm vegan, but I definitely fuck up from time to time and I hate vegans that come down on vegans about not being vegan enough. It's just like don't be a dick. Just support people that are doing their best. Support vegetarianism. Support pescatarians. Like you know what I mean? Like,
2: Yeah, yeah. They're they're showing that they're growing. They're showing that they're trying. Yeah. Yeah. We
1: don't just all do the shit that you want us to do overnight. And like my dad has just had major heart surgery, which is why I'm in Tassie in quarantine. And, um, he's definitely more and more, I speak to him. He's so excited for me to come and look after him, which is the point of me being here. I'll probably be here for a month, but I'm yeah. like, I'm only feeding you vegan stuff, dad. Cause all the research I've done, like cardiovascular disease, it's ve- veganism can cure it. Slash eating meat is more often than not the big reason of why people are having heart attacks and dying. And
0: there's a All that lot stuff. of information so, out there about it, yeah.
1: So yeah. much. There's so, and, you know, even on a moral standpoint, it's just like it's kind of hard to argue with the vegan morals. It's like you can argue as much as you want that you like the taste or that, you yeah. know, you think it's a bit extreme. But at the end of the day, and let's go back to when we're children, children love animals. They yeah. adore them. You You grow up and you want to hug a goat or a cow or, you know, your dog or your cat. And and i've seen a lot lately it's really bizarre actually but a lot of people my age that have children have told me that their kids actually prefer a vegetarian diet but the parents are so used to cooking with meat and often kids just like avoid the meat part on their plate cuz they're like i don't want that chicken especially yeah. when they make the connection that that's the chicken that's in the storybook that we're reading that's really cute you know yeah. the story about the chicken and the tortoise. Turtoise? <laughs> turtle tur- tur- you know like tweet yeah, tweet toy- yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> total. I think um, it's interesting how many children want to be that. And I was saying to my sister, I was like, "Can't you just support more?" Because my nephew is one of them, and actually, niece. They're she, they're both um, really kind of making that connection now. That they're at that age, and she's like, she was a vegetarian for a while as well. My sister, so she gets it, and she co- totally supports me being vegan. And she, you know, I think she wishes that she could be a bit more, but she's just in a bit of a habit and. Um, it's easier for her and it's easier for the yeah. family, and she doesn't want to have to cook four different meals. And I totally get that. And sometimes it is just like survival mode when you're a parent. You're exhausted. Yeah. You know, the last thing you want to have to think about is like, I don't know, like reinventing people's meals. But um,
0: yes. Oh, uh, it's. I, yeah. Like, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I was, Laurel and I actually were both pretty strict vegan for about five, six years, I think. Um, And just recently we've, we've kind of dropped the ball more me so than her, but, um, it doesn't, it doesn't change the fact that deep down, I know that it's the right thing to do, Mm. you know, like I still, it's, I, I, I kind of think there's a very big difference in being kind of in harmony with your environment and going out and fishing or going out and, and hunting an animal and using mm-hmm. all of that animal because mm-hmm. firstly the animal's going to die naturally and it's probably going to be a lot more savage than if it were hunted by a human
2: mm-hmm. and
0: secondly you're kind of in a symbiosis with what's going on whether it, that's kind of how nature works but the factory farming thing mm-hmm. I mean, it's just torture. It's just a, it's a Holocaust, you know, it's, and it's just over and over and over again. And it's, it's so dark. Isn't it? Uh, People,
1: people don't want to, and I was one of them, like, and I am still one of them, even though I feel like I've made the choices to, it's like, I I feel like I've got to get out of jail free card now. It's like, I don't have to watch that because I don't have to. Educate myself to make the right choice because I've made the right choice and I don't want to watch those documentaries anymore.
0: So (laughs) I'm like I'm I feel I'm constantly battling with myself every day thinking anytime I eat meat now, which is not that well, it's more often than I would like. And every time and I and I'm always going, I need to watch some docos again because that'll just snap me out of it instantly. It does. And when I wasn't, I was like, I don't have to see that because I'm doing my bit, because it is it is traumatic it's horrible i've never sobbed so
1: hard i'm earthlings in particular i was just like uncontrollably sobbing and i remember my husband at the time he's like why would you do this to yourself like do you love crying or something and i was like Mm. i think i'm doing it because i want to know what the fuck's going on i think i just am i literally just educating myself and it's making me have this really severe reaction because i love animals like why have i eaten them my whole life like I'm such an animal person I, I want to be an animal yeah. ad, a, activist I do I, I want to spend you know my a lot of my life making things better for those beautiful creatures and like yeah. we treat murderers in prison better than we treat a an innocent animal like the way yeah. that they punch and kick animals and prod them with electric shock things and you yeah. know because they're because they're not they're not obeying them you know to go to their yes. death it's just like you, are you guys insane? Like. People that work in abattoirs, I don't know if I could, if I met the love of my life in the future and everything was going really well and then they're like, yeah, I work in an abattoir, I'd be like, this nah. conversation's over. I, See, I, it's right. like I, don't, I can't trust that. Yeah. How have you yeah. switched your emotions off so much? You know, yeah. like your intuition, you know that these things don't want to die and you've convinced yourself that that's the cycle of life. Like I get what you're saying. If we were living... Um, In a pure sort of way, and you know, of the land, and we were killing what we were eating, and it wasn't. I understand it's ish. I still think that if you can live without harming other beings, like you know, because you can really easily live off things that don't have, and it's not necessary,
0: yeah. Mm. And like, and the thing is, these days, there are so many, like, it's not. It's not a, uh, cause I've done so much homework on this cause I'm I bet you know, you trying have. to, trying <laughs> to be, yeah, I mean, like that's what you do. I think, yeah, I think in, <clears throat> if we didn't have supplements, it can be trickier, but we do mm-hmm. and they're so convenient. You can get B12, you can get mm. omega threes, you can get, um, <clears throat> what's the other one that's important and I can't remember what it is now. Um, but the, all of the things that you could potentially and not definitely will, you could develop a deficiency in. You can supplement mm. them every day. Yep. Protein. Is
1: that what you're thinking?
2: <clears> no. no
1: pro-
0: I mean, pro- you, know, you don't need That's everyone's first
1: question. Where do you get your protein? Where do you think yeah. that animals that have the biggest muscles get their protein that yes. are herbivores?
0: Yeah. Well, But again, it's just like, and, it's, and it, you just don't need it. Like, unless you're trying mm. to be a, 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 have huge muscles, right. which again, is not necessary. Right. Um, it's, it's a choice. But even then, there are tons of, of um, vegan bodybuilders and they're massive. It's uh, The truth yeah. is, it's a lot more work you have to do. Zai was a good food. example
1: of a big dude that was a vegan. Great. Look at his body. Totally.
0: Totally. Huge. Machine. Yep. Yeah.
1: James um, Aspie is like, a, I don't know if he's a bodybuilder, but he's got muscles. He's the one that actually, I watched a video on him doing the dairy industry. <clears throat> a solid by exposing them and i was yeah. i was shocked i was like what they do what they forcibly impregnate what and, and yeah, yeah. from that day on i thought how have women like as a woman who's not a mum but would have loved to have been slash still would probably like to be ooh, depends actually no i don't know about that statement but um you know when you grow a, well yeah. growing a baby inside you and the idea of someone ripping that baby out and you not seeing that baby, that would kill a woman. And that happens over and over and over and, and
0: over and, and, does, and over and they, again. Until the cow can't they, do it anymore. Yeah, they, and, they, and, and you can, like if you have the stomach to watch that footage, it's chilling. You can hear these, the mothers, they're just screaming. They're mm-hmm. like, and it's, it's chilling. It's really, it, it it's, is. really and you, it's, it's really awful. It's really hard
1: to unsee or unhear it, isn't it? you know, once yep, you know. And then, I don't know, obviously what they do, I think the baby boy cows die. I feel like they shoot them and they're used for food, like dog food or something, which is weird because why wouldn't you use it as veal? Isn't that Well, like they veal do is a lot a lot of the time. That's yeah.
0: where the veal industry came from because it was okay. like a by-product of the dairy industry because they had all these baby cows being born from dairy cows mm-hmm. and they were like, well, how can we make money off these baby cows that we're, Killing. Oh, I know. We'll we'll market it as veal, and now we can sell them. It's really
1: tender. Yeah, it's, we'll make it really expensive too.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, And there's a reason why all those, all that footage and 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 the processes and all those documentaries and all that kind of stuff is nowhere to be seen. You have to dig mm. for it. And mm-hmm. if you, if you talk about it and go, Hey, you know, watch this thing, it's a very triggering mm. topic we're talking about people because, you know, lot em- of people don't
1: switch off from this podcast, to be honest. I'm actually scared about that. And I don't want to scare people into doing something that they're not ready to. And I hate the idea of someone having, or having an idea of that they're a bad person. It doesn't make them a bad person. It just makes them, possibly cut off from reality and their emotions like when women used to come up to me and say i'll have a a latte thanks and i'd be like cow's milk like kind of confused yep and a baby chino i'm like okay and then i would think you 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 grew a baby you know what it's like to feed the baby with your milk and you know the pain that it just was with that one child like you know how could you look at a female cow different from yourself it just blows my mind
0: but it's, I think that it's, it, that's a, something we're conditioned into is to think mm. of them as something different because yeah, like, you know, like, I think one of the great examples of it, and, and yeah, we're going to turn a lot of people off by talking about this because th- eating the foods that you like give you so much pleasure and so much satisfaction in day in, day out. So yep. for someone to think, well, you're asking me to remove that from my life. I don't think I can do that. And fuck you for suggesting it. You know, that's, that's how totally. I felt when I did it and battled with that, that thought for ages. Um, now I've forgotten what I was going to say. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I think that it's, it's been conditioned to us to think of animals differently because if you start to have this conversation about people's household pets, like a cat or a dog, then yep. people are horrified. Oh, can, my God, can, they
1: so are. We're so emotionally attached to our animals.
0: Yeah, but, like, if, you, if you've ever hung out with a calf or a, or a lamb and they're, they're kind like a baby goat, baby goats are amazing. They're Don't. so fun. You like, know like,
1: that's my thing. I'm obsessed.
0: <laughs> oh, a goat. I mean, if I can have a pet goat, the goats are yeah. killer. Goats are so fun. They're, they're hilarious. They're so hilarious. They've Way more fun than a, a cat. Mm-hmm. Boring. Yeah, cats are savage. Cats are like a true carnivore. Yeah, cats don't give a fuck. I I strongly believe that every cat deep down looks at its owner, no matter how much they love you, and go, you know, I'd kill you if I could, right?
1: Oh, yeah. If roles were reversed, babe, and I could get my hand on that gun. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I'd kill you. I'd rip you. I'd I'd eat you. I would rip your head off and I would eat you. No question. Yeah. Yeah. A goat. Goat's like, what are we doing? Let's go. We're playing. What are we playing? (laughs) Give me a heel. Let me at it. Yeah, and they're like, you know, but no one, but, but that's a connection where, yeah, you talk about like dog or cat meat or dog milk and drinking that. And people are horrified. It's like, well, mm-hmm. why?
1: why? Well, I went, I went, I right dog meat. It's, it was disgusting. Yeah. It's like, yeah. and that's different because both have two yeah. eyes, both have four legs, both have feelings and thoughts, yeah. you know, like both are intu- yeah. intuitive. It's just, you're right. It's conditioning. And that goes again with the, Imagine if we could raise children, you know, being really in touch with themselves, their intuition, their feelings, yeah. knowing where their meat comes from, or just I would raise my children 100% vegan, no fucking question. Yeah. And if they wanted to grow up and try a burger from McDonald's, I'd be like, cool, watch this really quick video of where that yeah. burger from McDonald's came from, and I will buy you 10 of them if you fucking want after you've watched yeah. that video. And yeah. people might think that I'm like an abusive parent before I'm even one. but. It's just—it's educating. It's like not shielding your kid from the truth. Like, why, why would I lie to my child about that? And you know, no, I'm just—it's stupid to me. It's like they should know where it's coming from. Do you want to support that or don't you? It's up to you, babe.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And there's and there's again, there's a very good reason why a vast majority of people have not seen or, or don't even know anything about the process of where meat and Mm. animal products comes from. It's just a product, just like a packet of chips, you know, Mm. and because if you knew, um, a lot of people would be like, oh, I don't feel good about that. I don't, Mm. I don't, that doesn't sit right with me. And right because people
1: are nice people, people more often than not. If you saw someone outside your window dragging a cow down the road by its back legs and then trying to bash it in the head and try to slit its throat... You can't tell me that you know someone that would just be like, oh, i them twenty bucks and get some of that later." You wouldn't. You'd run <laughs> yes. out there and go, "Whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa! What, whoa, whoa, whoa. You what are you doing? Yeah.
0: Stop!" Or, or more importantly, not a cow, a dog. Let's say it's a dog. Yeah, okay. Because then everyone would be like, "You have to stop that immediately." It's like, "Why?" No, I'm, I'm, I'm getting lunch ready.
1: Yeah. What's <laughs> yeah. What's wrong? Oh, oh, yeah, I, we'll use all of it. We'll use all. We're not we'll going to waste all it. Of it. We're yeah, killing yeah. it humanely.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. How
1: does that, who invented that? You know, like who's responsible yeah. for that dumb sentence that makes sense? Well, the funny sense. thing is too,
0: it's like you're using the term human. What do you mean, hu- <laughs> what, what, do we, what does a human have to do with it? Is that how you kill humans in a, in a nice way? Like it doesn't even make any sense. It's, 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 <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. yeah, it's so dumb. And it's a ridiculous one. Um, to, to pivot, mm. um, how cool is your music video, hey?
1: Oh, I reckon it's pretty um I'm pretty happy with it i think we i had a good oh, I love working it. on it yeah really?
0: so yeah it's it's so you too like it's it's so um out there and and it's wild it's great it's spot on like how, so how did that come about like where did you because you you were like lightning fast on that and it's the production value is great there's a lot of work mm. that's gone into it it looks awesome like
1: well I'll let me you about. in on a little secret. You know how we had to go on the voice twice. It was like at the start of the year, and then there was a hiatus, and then we had to go back after we realized COVID was a thing. Break. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was in between that that the filming actually happened.
0: Oh, Um, you sneaky squirrel! See, I thought mm -hmm. you'd done it after. So you'd already shot it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Um, So I'd released the songs in May on Spotify and iTunes and my baby burns was just most people's favorite. So I thought let's, you know, well, my friend Tom actually, who was the creative director was like, "Um, let's do the film clip for it. And I was like, I don't really have the budget for that. Like I don't, Mm. I'm not rich. Um, I've been struggling financially pretty much since i you know, left my husband and I'm working hard as I can and just trying to make ends meet. And, I'd had problems with housemates, like getting someone in, and just all these things. Plus, just yes, 30, dropping 20 dropping sucks fifteen grand
0: on a music video is um, is a is a tricky mm-hmm. investment. Yeah, and
1: especially one that's that like the ideas he had, and that clip alone, like having the kind of people that we had on set and the special effects crew and everything, that would have cost. If I would have paid for it, what it should have been, it, it's estimated at around a hundred thousand like just to pay for that many people's times and money and effort. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But I mean, the one silver lining for me personally with COVID was people, creative people just wanted to fucking work on something that they believed in. And they were like, I don't even care if this is my time for free. I'm going insane at home. Give me a Mm. project that I can sink my teeth into. And so Mm. me and Tom gave them a project that they could sink their teeth into. And we'd, um, talked and like come together on the storyline of it and I wanted it to align with the lyrics as much as it could um he because he's more of a Yorkie kind of he likes you know I don't know um, surrealism or like things that are a little bit like sort of a dream state whereas I'm more of an a logical, literal person mm. so he met me in the middle on that and then he just sort of elevated a lot of my ideas and he yeah made the blue shiny dress that I'm wearing and did, like did like I, I got most of the props i think together or we got the props together um drove around by getting all the props buying or hiring and then I mean he, i saw there was the time the lapse sets. of
0: getting your getting your face cast like a mold mm-hmm. of your head mm-hmm. it, that was you you guys went in
1: oh we did and like even then we had to strip back some of the ideas cuz it was like we had 2 days to film it before I had to fly back to Sydney for The Voice and everything, we had two weeks to organise it. So wow. S- Scarecrew Productions got straight onto the hearts that we wanted for the girls to dance around with the hearts on the plate because the whole idea is your heart's been ripped out and, yes. um, and you're becoming stronger for it. it I, yeah. A lot of people missed yeah. that. You'd be surprised. I'm like, what? Some woman yeah. actually wrote to me and was like, um, I think you need to get your breast checked um, because in your video clip it's really red and raw and looks bloody. I was like... It's special effects. <laughs> um, oh,
0: that's amazing. I'm sorry, I, I don't mean a, to laugh.
1: And I was like, Do you that's wear glasses? And she said, Yeah, I do. And I said, You're gonna want to watch it again with your glasses on. I think, you know, you're yes. just not seeing it. Um yes. and thank she you for your
0: concern, like, Pet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the big gash where the blood, yeah, coming out.
0: That's yeah, yep. and the yep. fake heart. Not it's not actually when I rip it when it's out. It's not actually real either. It's mm, it's no. fake.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah. No animals or uh, humans were hurt in the making. Yes, I
2: didn't
0: including the,
1: the. I was surprised, at like having. I, I was like, "Oh, is this the most non-vegan thing I can do to have a snake in my video clip?" But it just made sense with the horns coming out of my face to have a snake, yeah. and you know, got the upside down hanging cross. Like everything's just got such a demonic vibe to it. But
2: yeah, yeah, totally. you know, It's
1: it's a playful thing. Like I'm not yeah. obviously the Antichrist. I. I don't worship Satan like it's just it's like me having fun with the darker side of myself making best friends with the darkest side of me and being a badass you know like coming yeah. out of all the heartbreak and all the victim and the sad and the crying and the you know I just want to be a good wife and oh, I just want to yeah, be yeah, yeah. whatever fix my marriage it's just like fuck it
0: acceptance move forward with strength
1: yep. I'm, I'm yeah I'm putting my armor on and I'm just moving forward
0: Yep, heart or heart or no heart. Technical difficulties. Rebooting in three, two, one. Right, we're back on again. A little technical. Oh yeah, that I don't worship Satan. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what it was. We got <laughs> we got cut off due to the Satan. Oh, that wow, Satan that's talk. so
1: creepy. Yeah, that's very yeah. coincidental. Satan
0: cut off your internet connection for slandering. <laughs> he
1: was like, Oh, oh no, you didn't, Stella. Oh, oh. Yes. You- <laughs> <Yeah>. Girl? <laughs> Girl? You and me have a words <laughs>
0: <laughs> And um, you and
1: Mark are not.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm done with this. Um yeah. So that's right. We were talking about your music video and um and the content and how you have had your heart ripped out, but moving <laughs> forward in life, heart or no heart. Yeah, exactly right. It's yeah. come up great. It's really it's it's super cool. Like I really, I really dig it. And it's so It's so you. So good job.
1: I'm so surprised by you saying, like, I think it is me too, but here's my issue creatively, and I need to talk to Tom about this, but you know when you feel quite um, multifaceted as a person, I don't know if you do, you're such a rock and roller. I think you're quite focused in your everything about you and everything sort of makes sense. You're like a a non-sex addict Russell Brand without hair. (laughs) That's
2: a really Quote big me. compliment.
0: I love Russell <laughs> Write Brand. That down.
1: Thank you. I love him, <laughs> and he's got that sort of rock and roller slash like could be a monk, you know, kind of thing. Like, and they well, go I'm really well.
2: There.
1: I see you actually, you know, with the fucking beads around your neck, and really just diving into this crazy. Like, you'll end up being that dude. You will. Oh, there's and been times in my it.
0: life when I've been a little bit too stoned and thought, should I just fucking go? Should I just go? Should I just go mm-hmm. to a cave? and hang out with some monks and just give it a crack just for four or yeah. five years, you know? Why not? <laughs> give it a go. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. What's, yeah. What's the worst? I mean, just try it know, on. there's nothing going on here. <laughs>
1: um, no enlightenment around here. Nah, I'm not getting enlightenment
0: <laughs> from Netflix. Bloody hell.
1: <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, I feel as much as that's such an extreme part of my personality, that sort of theatrical sort of bad bitch energy that like dance 80s pop goth stuff that's so easy for me to write and so much fun and I'd love to perform that sort of stuff live but then there is that other side of me that's just really like this where I just love to sing a heartfelt song on the piano and the film clip to like I wrote that song a few days ago that's on Instagram now called The Scorpion which is obviously we know what that's about but um, <clears throat> that's just such a different vibe to My Baby Burns and I, it's like I just, if I'm confused by how one person can do such different genres, I'm sure, the, you know, the world would be. But then I do take comfort in people like Lady Gaga that she can do a chromatica and then she can do an album like Joanne and mm. she can look like a crazy alien and then she can look like, you know, this hot girl next door. Um, so people like her have sort of paved the way for people like me that aren't just one thing, um, you know, where I, you know, 10 years ago... <sighs> the music industry was so, so confused by me. And then since Herb coming out, they're a little bit more like, oh, yeah, okay, you're you're a bit of a gaga. It's like I mm. guess if you want to, if you need to put me in a box, you can put me in that one because at least it's a big box. It's like yeah. a,
0: and it's, it's a big box of tricks. Always, yeah, they're always going to give you a reference and compare you to yep. something. And if you're going to be mm. compared to mm. the biggest, you know, pop artist in the world, well, okay, it's a pretty good <laughs> one to be compared to.
1: I guess I shouldn't be that upset about it really. Yeah, yeah. she's done all right you know? She's okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I, I mean, I kind of think like, I, I love that about, about you and your music that, you know, it, it, it is, it is so you on the sense of the eighties pop golf stuff with the My Baby Burns, but it's also so you to do the complete other end of the spectrum because we've just had a whole conversation about embracing your femininity and your, and your womanhood and, and, and about how Women have emotions, you know. Mm-hmm. My baby burns is a completely different end of the spectrum to the scorpion, which you've just done, and it's mm-hmm. that's that's what I mean. You're just you're just overthinking things, you know, because that's what us creative people do. But from the sure. outside, it's perfect. That's exactly what you should mm-hmm. be doing. I don't want to see, like, it, it would be inauthentic of you to just do a whole every song kind of like the my my baby burns song because mm-hmm. that's. That's just one that's just one part. So Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's all exactly where it's supposed to be.
1: That's nice of you to say. Thanks, babe.
0: Hey, no worries, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Call it credit where credit's due, man. Call it how it's Oh,
1: that's no, that's so nice of you. <laughs>
0: nah. That's a um, lovely blake. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, do it again. Do it again. No, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. no <laughs> so um what do you have you got any any stuff coming up? And two-part question, where can the peeps find and connect with you if they are that way inclined?
1: Stuff that's coming up. Um, I've got a new song coming out, at least one. There's actually, I'll probably properly re-record the Scorpion because that'll be easy. It's just piano and vocals. And Ooh. I've got one coming up with Isaac that's called Damaged Goods, um, which is hilarious oh, yeah, who's, I, who's I love about? it. <laughs> And I'm okay with it. And I think it's about reclaiming the damaged goods thing. You know, it's just like, oh, aren't we all? You know what I mean? And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It just gives us character, makes us who we are. Yeah, so that's amazing. an exciting song that like isn't too far off. And I've got another one that's um, it's kind of like a Nashville country sort of tiny bit of country Nashville, but a heartfelt piano ballad again that I've not um. Properly recorded yet, that I'm really excited to. And while I'm in Tassie, I will definitely do at least a couple of shows here, just some acoustic stuff, because you're allowed to have 200 people in a venue um, seated, no dancing. So I'm mm. just like, well, I, I mean, I don't think 200 people would come and see me at a gig at this point, but, you Not know, I'll take, I'll take 50. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> I undersell myself a lot. Um, that was part of my problem on The Voice. Everyone was like, why don't you believe in you? I was like, I don't know because it's weird too. When you're raised in Tassie, it's tall poppy syndrome here. So sure. you're just kind of used to not thinking that you're the greatest thing in the world like well, you do like, think yeah, that
0: because I'm not you know. a dickhead
2: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: I do
0: think um, I'm awesome but, but I'm not going to tell you <laughs> like I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think I was the best thing ever but I, I'm not going to go around saying that people don't like that <laughs> in this country
1: people do though people do go around doing that yeah yeah, yeah. you're right yeah. um so yeah I'll do some gigs here I really want to do some workshops um and I'm curating that at the moment where I'm working on a way to gather people. And it, like in my mind, it was women. But really, it's just people that want to find um, their inner voice in a really sort of intuitive, soulful kind of way through music and and work on what that means to kind of get in touch with who you are, find your voice if it's ever been silenced or if you've just never known who you are musically. Um and you don't have to be necessarily a singer or a songwriter or a musician. You could just be a person that feels a bit lost and mm. using music to kind of bring the essence of you out. So I really want to um, work on that, a workshop of that and um, I'm getting back into vocal coaching, which is really exciting because my vocal coaching is almost like that. Every session is like a we just go soul searching and we connect yeah. and we sing like we mean it because I think there needs to be a lot more... Um, storytelling and singing rather than, was that note perfect? Was that run perfect? Was, you yeah, know, yeah. was my tone perfect? Was my technique? It's just like, babe, I don't think it was ever about that. Music and singing, like, yes, it's really exciting and fun to break it down. It's good to be a technical nerd sometimes, but um, that's not what I offer and it's not what I'm good at. So I, and I think I'm attracting more and more like-minded people that um, just understand me and get me and I, and I can offer them something that they're looking for within themselves. So I'm really excited to do that. And people can find me generally. I've got a website coming out soon, which is going to be um, StellaPerryMusic.com. So all of my offerings will be on there, whatever shows I'm doing, the workshops and the vocal coaching and um, obviously Facebook, I'm on there, Stella Perry and Instagram, I'm on Stella Perry, which I have been spending way too much time on Instagram as Stella Perry because I it's like I obsessively have to get back to everyone that messages me. So it just takes a lot of time and people like I've had this one girl saying, how do I get in contact with Delta? And I was like, babe, I think the thing is if she got back to every single person in her life that contacted her to say, I love you and you're amazing, she would literally never be able to put the phone down to write the songs that make you love her. So you just need to accept that these people that are out there creating content and things for you to enjoy and consume they can't do both or everything all the time or get back to you. So I, I actually hope that I get to a point where I'm too busy just being in the recording studio and writing songs and
2: mm.
1: being amazing. But truth be told, I have had some downtime, um, especially in quarantine. But yeah, I just do try to make time to get back to everyone. So if people want to connect with me, I most likely do that through Instagram. I, I tend to get back to people a lot later on Facebook because I forget to check the messages in there. Too many
0: too. platforms. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard mm-hmm. for, um, to try and keep track of all the ways that, yeah, you can reach out to people. So it's, um, but good on you for, for responding. You, you seem to have a very passionate and, an active community going on with your socials. And it's really nice to see, you know, and you, I've seen you, you do your, um, Instagram lives and, and, and chatting away with some, some people who, yeah, it's really, it's really, a healthy community that you've got going on there, Stez. So good on you.
1: Thanks, Furzy. Yeah, it's been yeah. so nice to um to be able to thank them because, you know, r- usually we'd be on tour or we'd be doing shows right about now um, yeah. and meeting these people and shaking their hand and thanking them for supporting us along the way and, um you know, believing in our uh, music that we we want to be, that's what we want to be doing with our lives. So it's like, of course, you feel gratitude. And it's been frustrating for me not to be able to, demonstrate my gratitude in in the way that I usually would so the least I can do is jump on live and sometimes I read a couple of tarot cards for people they jump on a live with me and they're like do a card so we'll shuffle the card and pull it and I'll tell them what I think that that means for them or read it out of the book um and yeah it's just it is I don't understand why people don't get back to the people that are affording them their freedom or you know affording them, I guess, the audience that they, they desired in the first place. It's like you're the one that, you know, wants to be a singer or a songwriter and you want to have people to sing and songwrite too. Where's the give and take in that, mm. you know? Mm. It's not all about just you and, and giving, giving, giving. It's just it's kind of got to be um, or the other way around, taking,
0: <laughs> taking yes. like just having a Taking, taking yeah. the adoration without, without mm-hmm. giving, giving something to be adored. You know, you've kind of yeah, yeah. It, it's um, yeah. I know, I know what you mean.
1: And I think I'm also just. I really want to do that because I want for the people that are doing that to understand that we're actually just completely on the same level,
2: um, yeah.
1: and that I just happen to sing in tune most of the time. You know, there's. I, I don't like it when people like they keep that divide between them. Like I'm here and you're there. It's just like no, we're we're all the same. It's just you happen to want to connect with me, and you know. They might have something about them that I would want to connect with them over that I haven't discovered yet, a talent or something that I just really admire within them as a person. It's like, mm. I really am usually of the mindset that no one's better than anyone. Um, obviously, there are certain exceptions in that rule. Like if you're a racist, you know, <laughs> not a good person, then there are people better than that, you know? Yeah. yeah.
2: But again,
0: I thought, that could I thought be you just meant, the way like, they if, raised. I thought you meant if you're a racist, well, then... People are definitely better than other people because that's how you, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you see it.
1: Like, if if you're like, in the mind of a oh, racist, very clearly, very empathic of you.
0: Yeah, you really. I mean, that's. I guess you're right. In, in their mind, you. you <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah, yeah.
1: You could really cut this video off of me and make yes. me look like probably the worst person in the world.
0: Oh no, I will. I'll start with the it Satan, be hard. the Satan stuff, and we'll go from there. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good, Beverly. <for> <laughs> All right. Well, um, thanks for chatting. It's been a real treat. And uh, I love it you very hurts. much.
1: I love you too. Thanks so much for having me on. And say hi and I love you to your wife and the kids as well.
0: Yes. Jane certainly. and Rog. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Pooch pals. Yeah. All right. I'll uh, talk to you time. soon and
1: peace out. You, you. <laughs> oh, yes.